You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Welcome back, friends. It's episode number 25. I'm Winston. I'm Catherine. And this is Live Wild Radio, uh, as our funky jungle intro would have just put you in. <laughs> um, so this basically is our year in review. Yeah. Or, or one year anniversary. Oh, my God. Like, literally, January 1st last year was our first episode. That's right. And now we have 25 of them. That's crazy. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, on the one hand, it like it feels um, like, you know, we've created something. Uh-huh. But then I was watching episode 1400 of the Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> And it's like, we've got a ways to go. We're, we're lazy bitches. <laughs> you, know. you know what? I'm just thinking about how initially we were so excited to get this off the ground. And I'm like, oh, yeah, once a week. I'm so glad we didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been way too much. Yeah. It turns out, stressful. It oh turns out when you don't have an assistant to put it up. Yeah. And you edit yours. Yeah. You don't just put them up live. So this is a call out. Anybody want to volunteer? <laughs> uh, and... um. You actually have like a job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not to say that Rogan's not busy. Right. But he, he has Jamie. That's right. Right. Plus, if you don't edit your podcast, mm-hmm. right, you broadcast it live. Yeah. And I, then it's just whatever that recording was, that's, that's what it true. is. Because I used to spend easy like eight hours on, a, on editing the podcast, figuring it all out. And we, you know, tried new equipment and different equipment and figuring that out. And yeah. So. We're getting better at it. I think I only spend like two, three hours now, max. Yeah. Whereas if you just sort of record it in one take and just put it out. Yeah. Dramatically cut down the amount of work you do. For sure. Yeah. So we're getting better. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. 25 episodes. Um, I, I, it's not only that, we have a website. That was an interesting process, right, Winston? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I wanted to kill you. <laughs> we pretty much did it in what, two days? Something I think, like I, that. I think it took longer, like, you know, with sort of the layout of it. Yeah, yeah. But so for folks who haven't seen it, just Google livewildradio.com or .ca. But I'm, I'm really proud of it. I mean, it's super simple. You have your podcast. You've got your adventure library. And then the About Us. And watch. Someday we'll put, like, you know, a merch store on there. That'd be cool. Be w- which we actually have t-shirt, t-shirts out there already. But, but uh, they're not linked to the website or anything. No. Winston, you've been publishing this year. And both for others, but also for our website. So want to talk about that? Basically, my, my schooling in, you know, college was journalism. So, uh, and I've been writing my whole life. Right. But it, what's interesting is over the years, because I used to do a lot of freelance writing. And basically, as the internet grew, the amount people would pay you for freelancing just kept dropping. And what's cool, now that people have figured out how to make money off the internet... Then people, it's going back up again on what they're willing to pay for you to write stuff. That's great. So, you know, quick plug, if you need any writing about outdoor and adventure, you know, look me up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but it, then I, I write the same kind of stuff for, for our site. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, like writing is like teaching on paper. Mm-hmm. Right. So Which what, you're really good at. So it's natural. Yeah. So when I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with, um, particularly these are topics. It's kind of cool. I like ta- writing about topics I know about, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it actually sounds authentic. 
Like there, there, there's quite a bit of people who they're freelance writers, but they'll just write about whatever, mm-hmm. and they're researching. But but it doesn't sound real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they don't use and, the and terminology, and they don't really know it. Yeah, and they make mistakes um, that even I caught in yeah. my first months of climbing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so you run into that thing where where uh, you know, and you can always learn more, and I'm always you know studying and trying new things and you know what have you but but you uh run into the chance where you can create something that can help people on their endeavors right get better at their backpacking or climbing or fitness or whatever they happen to be reading about and the thing that i love with with written things especially with the internet is it's there forever when last, I think it was probably November, we started talking about this, uh, what did you envision? Before we actually created the Wild Radio, it was about wilderness um, outdoor adventures. Um, it was about doing treks, especially with kids, right? But um, bringing others along. And then I realized, uh, liability, but more so, I think what deterred me, aside from the liability, is like, I may not like these people. <laughs> <laughs> So why would I want to be a slave? So we just kind of rethought it some more. And then you talked about doing a podcast. And that was really new to me. And I was actually super nervous about that. um, Because our sense of humor not on air is, you know, inappropriate. But at the end of the day, we're super stoked and passionate about adventures, all kinds, and growing and the growth you get from it, like you hear in our tagline or in our intro. um, uh, Of this podcast uh, that, you know, exploring outdoor adventures where you that i don't know grow mind uh, you don't you don't even know what our, know. our little we, yeah. you recorded that a year I ago i know <laughs> what, what was it it's mind body and spirit we explore adventures that what yeah see you know we explore how adventure helps you oh, grow in mind yeah, body yeah. it and does spirit. it does totally totally believe in that i mean uh, although i'm i'm still skeptical that the spirit, the spirit exists <laughs> Yes, you, I, I think it, I think it all comes... Where's the data? Where's the science? Well, it all comes out of... Like, if you shoot somebody in the head, I guarantee their spirit's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... Um, we have no evidence that it carries on. But I think, um, you know, with the episode, what I originally envisioned was... Uh, I, 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 I really didn't know, but I knew... Let's just do this. Let's um, interview people. At the end of the day, I was just super stoked to meet people. And, and at the beginning, I, I didn't know what all of our episodes would be, you know. And I was surprised how easy it was for the ideas to come flowing for podcast episodes and, and adventures. Because at the end of the day, I was interested in just connecting with other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Because I find people who do go on adventures whether it be rock climbing or backcountry or whatever it is they're passionate they're open-minded they're just interesting people and they're they're challenging themselves and they're looking to learn and and you know i love living vicariously through other people but just their personality is just super awesome so we've had some really interesting interactions this year who did you really enjoy meeting uh cody was really cool like yeah. just the idea that we're gonna go someplace so we just reach out to somebody yeah um who's in that area and say hey uh, we got a podcast. Do you want to be on it? And they're like, sure. Um, he was super sweet. Yeah. Like, I, I, he, he's just a, like, you can see why people would like to go climbing with him. Yeah. Right? Because he's chill. You know, he's really competent. There's no broiness. Yeah. <laughs> if that's a thing. Um, but just a genuinely enjoyable, nice guy. You know, and obviously super passionate about climbing. It's just, in a sense, in the climbing side of it, he's doing what we're doing. 
He sure is. Right? Well, he just wants to inspire people and, and yeah. teach them so that they're they're able to be out on their adventures and accomplish their goals. So Cody Bradford is episode 11. Um, he is also running Tech Tip Tuesdays. So if you're a climber, you need to uh, follow him. It's uh, incredibly... On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So just as an aside. The great thing with, with his posts, right, which then sort of led to us having him on the podcast, is that it's techniques you can use right away. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like things to add to your arsenal. A lot of time saving, but safe. Yeah. yeah. Techniques. Uh, climbing obviously is inherently dangerous um, by its nature, but there's a lot we can do to do it safely. Right. And that's sort of what he specializes in. Great guy, um, you know, and he's from North Carolina. So it's just cool to get a glimpse of that culture and what's happening in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a lot of fun with our most one of our most recent episodes um, with Gus. Actually, it's out right now. And so Gus Alexandro Poulis. Poulis from Ontario Climbing, shout out. Um, honestly, before I even met him, I heard all about what he did. He's developed over 200 plus routes uh, with other people and he's put, invested a, a lifelong passion and time doing this. He's, um, but he started climbing in the 80s. Um, so he's a route developer. He's, uh, he's also a, a guidebook author and a journalist. Um, but the passion just to commit and the commitment to do these projects out of their own pockets, him and his wife can't, but help, but want to thank them when you first meet them. And so that, that was my interaction with them at the spring fling with the Ontario uh, Alliance of Mercers meetup at Rattlesnake. And, uh, I, I loved the episode about, um, the history of rock climbing and the culture and the politics, right. And Mm -hmm. how it's changed and the ins and outs and what it takes to develop a route, yeah. Um, that was really cool. And then we also got to climb in his uh, personal garage converted climbing gym. And that and we recorded in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you were sitting on crash pads. He was sitting on a milk crate and I did it standing up. Yeah. And doing the one with Gus. And he's super generous. Like he, he donated, uh, yeah. you know, basically guidebooks. Um, basically the northern escarpment, southern escarpment and the rattlesnake uh, point uh, sport climbing guidebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get them either uh, the hard copies or on RackUp, which yeah. is an app. Yeah. Um, and he actually donated like three of those for us to give away. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, super, super kind to him. Uh, Absolutely. But, and, you know, one of the, and, and there, of course, there's others too who are quite legendary in Ontario, but he's a very interesting character. Yeah. So definitely worthwhile uh, getting his um, his guidebooks to learn more about the history behind the routes and the crags, et cetera. And then just knowing where to go climb. Yes. You know, good maps, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, some other episodes that I, I had fun with, you know, we had Sarah Duma on twice. She's amazing. Yeah. Like, she's just like kind of the Energizer bunny. And, and I think she's under uh, underrated, really. I mean, because there are others on the track that have done the Continental Divide or Zero National Trail, and they're getting super promoted for that. And I don't feel like there's the same uh, appreciation for what she's doing, but it's incredible. Mm-hmm. She's doing it solo. Yeah. And as a woman, going to going on a lot of these treks, that is more difficult, you know, both in terms of just fear and reality. And mm-hmm. in, quite honestly, <laughs> on one of the least likeliest trails um, that she threw hiked, which was the uh, El Camino de Santiago, Recently, in um, and that was the one in Spain. She was uh, sexually assaulted. Somebody tried to tried to assault her, waving his wiener at him, and <laughs> she just uh, happened to yeah. She ran away and ran to a house, and it happened to be a cop, right, who lived there. So the guy got and uh, like 
let's give props to Spanish justice. Within a couple of days, like two court convicted, or I guess he pled guilty. They weren't siesting about this yeah. whole thing, which was really good. Yeah. Um, season two of Live Wild Radio. If we're able to, I'd love to have her back on again, too. Because she just keeps doing stuff, so she's always got something to talk about. She does, and they're they're epic, you know, for going from North. In episode, when her first episode, she went to North Korea, right? Yeah. And then she also did um, the Pacific Crest Trail in the past, and she did part of the AT, Appalachian Trail, uh, whereas, as I mentioned, she did the Continental, Continental Divide Trail, super isolated. And the thing to note here that I've seen is that there isn't a pathway that you see all these markers. You might see markers every so often, but really the, the trail is probably 50 miles wide, typically. Well, Range no, like the there, there is a trail. Um, not the whole time. Like you're not going to see a footpath. Is what I'm talking about. Well, you do because enough people have done it, but it's not. It's not marked uh, in a lot of places. It gets rerouted all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's easy to get, people get lost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like easily a couple times a it's, day. It's not, not not like the AT where it's like you can see the blazes perfectly and right. you know it's super worn. Like it's the latest of the the big through hiking trails to be developed. Um, it's the newest of the Triple Crown. It's the least marked, the least broken in, the most prone to. And then there's an alternate route, and then there's an alternate route, then there's an alternate route. But, yeah, uh, you need to have good navigation skills. Yeah, although she just used her phone and yeah. and Got yeah, hooks app. yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, she just does it. She's yeah. fearless. That's amazing. So what are, what other episodes this year did you find? Oh man, uh, there's so many different ones. I mean, I enjoyed um, Eric from our climbing gym. That was fun. It was, yeah. It's called the Zen of Climbing. Eric's a climbing gym owner, amongst others. Um, so he's a co-owner, and so he does work full time. And he has us, and, and he his passion has been climbing for about 10, 12 years. His daughter is on the national team for Canada. Um, and so he talked about his journey and I love that episode because it really talks about going from being inexperienced and how to get into it and the culture that he's experienced, Mm -hmm. indoor climbing to outdoor climbing, how welcoming people are, you know, often the things you got to do to get better is do the things you don't want to (laughs) do. It's like, are you fear afraid of overhangs? Well, I guess what you're doing, (laughs) you know, it's so true. Um, and I, I, I'm doing that in my training right now. There are things that I've freaking hate you know back lunches before lunches whatever but you get better and so he's just a sweet guy um super awesome gym in cambridge it's an indoor bouldering gym and uh yeah i really enjoyed that one it's just a really neat insight and i think it was a good insight for those that people that might want to get into it and um and how at the end of the day because we talked about you know uh climbing rock climbing the benefits of it from you could be, it's skill, it's um, teaches you to focus, face challenges and fears, right? Going for it. Um, you know, if you can get into the flow, you get into the zenness of it being present. And, and I'm at the point right now when I'm looking at climbs that scare the shit out of me, I approach it like, all right, be playful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this is going to be fun. And I'm just going to like, you know, it's like me going a kid at the playground. That's actually how I approach it. And mm-hmm. you know what? There's a big difference in my success level. Yeah. Well, because if you if, right. if you approach it like you're going to lose, right? Are you scared? It's going to scare the shit out of you? Yeah. You know, unless, uh, well, I, and I shouldn't say that because like I approach a lot of things that scare me uh-huh. with 
the thing and they still scare me um but i still do them as boldly as i can with the idea well i just saw a 12 year old do this <laughs> right yeah um yeah or, that helps you know we're basically because anything you're doing people have done before right like we're we're not out putting up new routes at first yeah. ascents so there's always that thing it's like well somebody did it and they're just a person like me mm-hmm. so what's the worst i'm gonna fall off yeah <laughs> you know like it, but it, it i find too breaking up any climb even something as small as boulder problems gotcha into like if we're sport climbing it's connect the dots get to the next bolt right right um you know and you still want to do it clean without falling mm-hmm. but from a fear standpoint I don't have any fear if I'm below the next bolt, right? And I'm clipped in. Yes. I'm top roping for a couple of feet. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you've got five or six feet of fear broken up by parts where you're not afraid, you know? So if you just sort of break anything in, and this just goes with, you know, uh, we, we need like a little like disclaimer sound or something. Like, like this is an important lesson, kids, that basically everything in life, every challenge... Um, that is surmountable is surmountable not in its totality yeah but in the small pieces that you can chip away at whether it's one day one week one year that if you consistently keep at it Mm -hmm. you eventually get something done yeah this year i was set back with um stem cell therapy on my knee right because i have a bad knee Uh, um and so i tried that so i went from indoor rock climbing at our gym uh, I don't know what you call the system for rating, but they don't have one. Okay. So, um, but the most I was doing maybe was a three a level three, which is like a, what a five, nine in the roped climb gyms, eh, something like that, something yeah. like that. But I had to drop down to a, a one and a two when I got, came back and a lot of it was fear, right? Just because I was afraid of falling and tweaking my knee. And you, so. you were just seeing that 4,500 bucks of <laughs> you know, hip fat that got stuck in your knee. <laughs> Pretty much. Just going up in smoke. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, you just get scared. And um, and I, I've still been, you know, careful and, and getting back into it. But all of a sudden now I'm climbing threes and threes are easy. I don't know where that came from. And maybe it's because we've been strength training on a more regular basis. And, and just that little bit of consistency, maybe a bit of more weight loss as well. I lost maybe 10 pounds this year. So maybe those two things combined did it. But well, it all adds it, up, it, right? it, Yeah, but it surprised me, right? But, but so, the, it's about sticking with it consistently. Yeah, like would, yeah. Because we go what, like two, three times? We go about three times a week climbing, yeah. right? And, and about we, three times a week lifting weights. Right. And then obviously trying to get in some cardio and, and do, well, I try. Not very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of neat. So that, that really surprised me. And I think that for those that are trying to get better, there's some great programs. And I think we're going to do some more fitness uh, articles on our blog. And episodes as and well. And episodes, yeah. Yeah, because it, it's one of the things I get a lot of questions about, you know, with my background as a coach. You run into the thing where, where fitness is confusing as shit to people. Um, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. One of the things just to understand is that there's more than one way to skin a cat, whether it's getting strong or getting, you know. Yeah. It's not like there's one way, but whatever way you do, just diligently follow the program. Right. And do it consistently over time, you know. And you're going to get better, you know, as long as the loading parameters and all the details are right. Um 
you know, and and that's that kind of thing. It's like it, it becomes this metaphor for life, right? Like it's the same thing with everything. Bite-sized chunks. Yeah, and just keep keep at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which is exactly what I feel like rock climbing has done for me because I've only been doing it for a year and a half. And so, you know, the idea of facing your fear, especially bouldering, that freaks a lot of people out. You know, the idea of uh, facing the fear, taking out a playful attitude towards it, <laughs> uh, breaking it down, projecting, right? Um, and consistency, skill, of course, right? Get the footwork right, um, being more energy, you know, uh, efficient, taking some courses, whatever. But it all adds up, and it's incredible how it really does translate into your life mm-hmm. um, as far as um, performance and results. Well, and now, as far as episodes go, we, we had some sort of deep ones, like when we had Amy on. You know, if you want to be sad and then uplifted, good episode to listen to. Then... You know, our episodes on like challenges and fear, you know, that's sort of an ongoing theme Yeah. Um, in all of our podcasts because really what is life other than confronting challenges and confronting fear? Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and, and it's funny because when you physically do that in adventure, yeah. um, I always walk away like, oh, shit, I'm stronger than I th- thought I was. Whereas I often have an over-inflated uh, sense of myself <laughs> and often walk away going, well, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. two sides of the same coin. Yeah. I think a neat um, guest that we had on was David Lee that totally fucking embraces challenge yeah. and he's chasing it, you know, uh, and bringing people along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's known as the passionate peaker and paddler, but he spoke about his mountain and endo- endeavors both um, uh, more so in the winter and in the well, summer. No, because he, he climbs mountains and if they got snow on them. Right, he's really And then into he that. paddles his canoe when water. there isn't any snow. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes water is optional. Yeah. Um, After he did the episode with us, because he was planning for it, Yeah. went and climbed Mount Rainier and Mount Hood. Successfully, and they yeah. did it. And they've got some great imagery and um, from that adventure. But that they trained for. You know, and because that, that, the, but they both have body count, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those two mountains. They're serious. Like, just for perspective for people, they're at a minimum of 17,000 feet. No, 14. 14. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, because in North America, uh, like in the southern 48 states, gotcha. Whitney in California, which is like about 14 and a half thousand, is the tallest mountain. Okay. But they also did the whites, um, the presidential range there. Yeah. Right. And what's that height there? Oh, uh, that's only like six 60, or seven. Sixty-six. Yeah. So they went from sixty-six hundred to fourteen thousand. Yeah. Right. That's a big jump. Mm-hmm. So altitude, you know, figuring that out. But um, that was pretty epic. And he's got some, you know, he's chasing his childhood or he's living his childhood dreams, right, of being a mountaineer. And when he got back, he then took a, a real sharp turn back into the paddling, and he's yeah. been going like every weekend and some of them two, three-week trips. So it's really a great, and he works full-time, mm-hmm. right? He's got a family. And so um, it's amazing how he manages to do that. Yeah. Just going back to Amy, um, what was the name of that episode again? 
Life after death. Life after death. Yeah, she tragically lost her husband about over two years ago. Despite um, the topic, though, she she the the lessons out of it of rebuilding or what she had to go through, you know, by accident or tragically having to rebuild her life. I think even without a tragic incident, everybody's going through that as they get older, right? Because she starts to realize, wow, I, I'm really different from when I was when I was younger, and now that this has happened, what do I do to live my life passionately and find my purpose and, and mm-hmm. meaning, you know, when all meaning feels like it's been lost. But I think a lot of people do go through that, you know, as they're going through the motions with work and jobs that are unfulfilling or et cetera, and they get off course of well, their childhood passions. And Yeah, well, and I think one of the, the problems so many people run into is just that idea that uh, life just keeps coming at you mm-hmm. and and then you react you get to that point where it just feels like you're treading water like you're just trying to keep your head above water so lofty ideas of meaning and 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 having passion and you know and and i could picture some people listening to us <laughs> going go fuck yourself like yeah i'm just trying to have like oh my god you know like for sure i i five minutes of downtime yeah. is kind of like a, an oasis for them yeah um but for the people that, you know, are receptive to our message, um, we, we run into the thing of, like, we can be the architects of, you know, our own futures. And that's that kind of idea of creating it. it and just like, you know, that little bite-sized chunk um, mm. idea, you might not have that future or life you want tomorrow, but... It's one of those things that first you have sort of like a bit of a vision of like, oh, what is it I want? Yeah. Right? And then it's like developing a game plan and doing little steps along. And so it doesn't mean you quit your job and now I'm living in a van. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Would be cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You don't do that tomorrow. Right. But whatever it is, you know, with that that taste of adventure, maybe it's somebody wants to scuba dive. Maybe somebody wants, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, like our canvas if you will is is backpacking and climbing yeah 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 i think that's um a really interesting point you mentioned because um in my case my tragic or crisis situation was i my marriage broke down right three years ago and so i went through that similar stage of rebuilding my life who am i what are my interests what do i want to do mm-hmm. um what prompted this podcast idea or this Live Wild Radio doing this was I actually went and saw a, a friend who's a life coach and I wanted to inject in my life more passion or more, I knew something was missing. And what that thing that was missing was this, right? I mean, we were, you and I had been doing quite a bit, but, you know, creating, collaborating, doing, doing more, mm-hmm. right? And so I can't believe just the little bits of, has led to what we've built today. Yeah. You know, a full functioning website, you know, about 20 some odd articles are super informative um, uh, with resources, free tips um, to share with people how we go on adventure for free. Um, we don't have to plan it all out. Like in Ontario, you have to buy permits and you have to know what day you're going to be where because for us an adventure is having that freedom to just plan on the go. Yeah. And um, although truth be told, I will be doing articles of places where you do have to you know because there's sure. some places like if you want to go to Algonquin <clears throat> you know and if you've never been it's worth going yes um you know it's a place with permits you want to go to Zion in the backcountry you need your permits mm-hmm. um there there are places that are worth going yeah. that you got to go to that trouble yeah um but 
you know, Catherine is right. Like the the ability to go somewhere and just be a free range chicken. <laughs> yeah, let's see your full on adventure. You know, experience happen. Yeah, and you figure it out, right? You plan the route. You figure where you're going to camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and because any official campsites are first yeah. come first serve. Yeah. Um, we've had this before. We get in and that campsite's full. So keep going. So we did a whole uh, back um, intro to backpacking series on, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have articles that accompany it that I think are super informative, breaks down all the details. And uh, people should check that out if they're interested or just want to learn and expand the repertoire of you know what's in their toolkit. Yeah. And then finally, when we're just looking back at last year's episodes, um, and this is just sort of a personal peeve of mine, <laughs> what you guys are missing is all of the uh, things uh, on, uh. on the cutting room floor. <laughs> uh, because uh, our first episode, um, Catherine gave me feedback because she, you know, somebody she knew listened to it. And it was one where, like, I had some good stuff in there. And... Yeah, it was questionable. <laughs> well, see, it was only questionable to you. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't say anything I'm not willing to stand behind. Okay. Right? That you y- say in front of your boss? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, but uh, the, the feedback was, yeah, it's, it's, it really sounds really good. And, you know, you guys have good to But that Wednesday, he's so serious. Like, he really is, just takes it really seriously. Yeah. And it's like. She doesn't know you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, luckily we, we've gotten some some humor in because we've gotten some feedback that some people find the podcast quite funny. Yeah. Um, Especially the episode with the Eric and Alyssa we were uh, drinking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was and being fully present. Y- as present as you can be and not, not be there. <laughs> I was there. Well, basically, if that's the case. <laughs> to my defense, when I ask that question over again, sometimes it's confusing what you talked about before the podcast is being recorded and during. Uh, I'm just seeing if that would hold up in a court of law. <laughs> you know, but hey, we'll I give was it. drunk. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give it to you. Okay. You weren't really drunk. I was buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. But so uh, you guys judge if, if any of it's funny. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes it's important to know that you can't always trust a fart. <laughs> sometimes they get away from you. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> well, we've had the sphincter discussion. So, yeah, 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 the body has many of them. <laughs> yeah. So, um... <laughs> you can edit that out if you need to as well. Yeah, like we, we could not resist. We stopped at the Walmart and... And we played both the get backpacker food, because Walmart is the best place for backpacker food. And then we also played the game of spot the people of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> like, and because when you walk out of a place, and, and Kath can attest to this, like as we were leaving, I just looked at her and went, we should live in this town because we're hot here. <laughs> and so um, tell us about um, what, what are your aspirations? Like where do you want to go with this? Is that too early in the conversation? It really is. No, like no. You, so forget, forget about casual, like, you know, working, you know. Like, it's just like, your mom died. How do you feel? <laughs> Way to go, Catherine. <laughs> you realize this is a podcast, Catherine. <laughs> Catherine's gone. We lost her. <laughs> We've seen videos of, of vans that have, what, three kids? 
two adults, three kids. Oh, and you know, you, know, you, know, you know what's happening at that point? <laughs> Mama and daddy ain't never getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> you kick your kids out. You put the don't come knocking if the van is rocking. You can lock the doors. It's pretty easy, you know. Ma, you get leash. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Mom, mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> Drop some cookies. <laughs> That'll give you the five minutes to end these. <laughs> when I broke my shoulder and I got my x-rays, you know, in the ER and the little little Korean doctor said, you know, oh my God, if it happened to me, I'd break in half. You bit like a bear. <laughs> I like, see, I've never done that impression. She keeps waiting for me to do it on air. So I thought I'd do it this time. There you go. You're welcome. It was like, <laughs> I, like I literally had Tom Vu, the the you know infomercial guy, as a doctor. You think these girls with me because I'm rich? Or no, it's because I'm sexy. No, it's because I'm rich. Your girls, you got rich too. <laughs> That's Tom Vu. Like you can find his commercials if you. Like there's nothing like you know eating you know like a pot brownie, <laughs> and watching like late night infomercials. You know, especially like when it gets to be two, three in the morning <laughs> on like just when that pot brownie is just kicking in <laughs> and you're just like, I think I must live in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I screwed the pooch. I didn't put fresh batteries in the you're recorder. too long. That's oh. what happens. You talk too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got to put a lot of stuff because Catherine edits most of what I say out. That's true. <laughs> 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 Try and get some yeah. of it in there. <laughs> do you guys fight about that? We do. Yeah. <laughs> only, only if it's like we can see. Oh, no. said, do you know that you're long-winded? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? So, I we, thought I was the only one because he started to say that I have a very small attention span. <laughs> well, that now that is true too. Because <laughs> like, there's times like I'm just saying, it, like the the last episode. Like the Yumi and Ryan doing the episode on climbing. Yeah. Like, and Ryan and I were like talking about like gear and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, was it? Was a, that w- and she's <laughs> just like literally putting her head on the table. Like, she was just like completely, I'm done. Well, at the uh, end, you repeated, okay, guys, we're going we're gonna to, you know, sign off. And I'm like, you said that for the third fucking time. Whoa, guys, we, yeah. <laughs> welcome to uh, counseling with Eric. <laughs> So hopefully, you know, now that you've just listened, hopefully you found something funny because, you know, uh, whether, whether uh, you, you enjoy our sense of humor or not. So now that we've talked about sort of the, our first year of episodes, let's talk about our own lives in the last year, mm-hmm. right? Because we are like an adventure podcast. So if we don't go on adventures. Uh, we suck. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's tons of climbing. So we went to Vegas. Well, before that. Um, I, I did one without you. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah. There was a reason I can't remember. Yeah. Where'd you go? Seneca Rocks in West Virginia. Oh, that's cool. That's got the shark's fin. Yeah. Ooh. How high is that? Uh, about 400 feet high. Wow. But it's on top of like a thousand foot rise, so it seems much higher than looks that. looks super flaky as far as the rocks because there's a bunch of broken rocks all on top of each other. Yeah, but nothing, nothing's flaky. There is a, the occasional loose <laughs> bit here or there. Yeah. Um, but it's quartzite, so it's like a hard rock. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's all trad. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not something that... It's multi-pitch trad. Yeah. And old school grades. Mm-hmm. Like 5.4 feels like 5.8. Mm-hmm. Uh, and slippery as shit because it's worn. Yeah. You know, but beautiful and awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. So we, we initially throughout the year, we focused a lot on climbing because I actually had some stem cell therapy done on my knees, I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I had to take the impact off of my knees from things like um, mountaineering in the winter. Like we usually we go to the, the DAX, the Adirondacks. Yeah, a few times so, in the winter. Yeah, but we went to Vegas and that was um, my first climbing trip um, outside of uh, Canada. And uh, that was pretty cool. That was uh, Red Rock. Yeah. So just outside of Vegas, about not even like just like five minutes, there's a, uh, geez, over 2,000 routes. It's more. More than that. More yeah. than that. But like the guidebook's got 3,500 in it. So what you run into is that there's essentially what looks like a, a range of mountains um, that are all split by these canyons. Um, Red Rock, you know, Canyon Conservation Area basically just has a loop road that goes through it. Uh, once you get on it, you're not getting out until you go all 11 all miles around. through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's cool with it, though, is that all along there's these different car parks that lead you off to different either cliffs or trails up side canyons and mountains. And uh, it's just an awesome place. You know, if you're in the conservation area, you're going to have a ton of tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, but They don't go very far. No. And, and if you're a climber, you just go off. Like, there'll be the occasional... Um, areas that are a little bit busy, mm-hmm. um, but there's both sport climbing, trad climbing, multi-pitch climbing. So it's kind of got everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I did my first hundred footer, Frailty Thy Name. Yeah. On the Shakespeare wall. Yeah. That was really cool. I got my epic shot. Shout out to Ryan. Our yeah. friend Ryan came along with us. So it was the three of us. We never did an episode on, about that trip, which we should. Um, we've got fantastic photos. Yeah. And, um, so we did that. We did my first, <laughs> I have a slight fear of heights, by the way, I'm, I'm, which I'm starting to really get over. No, but you just got to start saying, I don't have a fear of heights. Yeah. It's, no, it's, 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 it's positive lessening. self-talk. But it was the first time that I was able to just look at the wall and not worry about the sharp rocks down below me. Yeah. It was really cool. That was really, really cool. And of course the rocks grippy as, as heck. So, um, and then I did my first multi-pitch which was maybe we cat in the hat. Yeah, it's a 600 foot route, but we did 450 feet of it. Once we got off that, I I'm like I was done. Because <laughs> uh, I, I really realized, even though all I had to do was climb, I was in the middle. I never had to belay. I didn't have to lead anything. Um, I was scared. I just wanted to get off that rock and I wanted to take formal lessons. So that was something else I did later on. Um, throughout the year, I took some climbing lessons, you know, anchors, top roping, sport climbing, sport climbing yeah. you know, did my first lead climb this year. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll give a shout out to, uh, Steve from the bad beta podcast with Catherine's, Catherine's climbing guide. Yeah. He's fantastic. I so highly his, recommend his, him. You know, kind of like sarcastic dry humor he does on the podcast. Uh, he's just like a really sweet, patient, great teacher in person. He's an awesome teacher. Yeah, I highly recommend getting classes with him. But uh, that was a really awesome trip. Like we ran into a, lot, a ton of Canadians. We stayed at the climbers camp just across the road. Um, we we were you know scouting out to see if we could find Alex Honnold because we knew he lived in the area. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the desert climbing gym. Is that what it's called? The Desert Rose. Desert Rock. Rock where he climbs. Of course, that's where we met Cody. So it was a pretty epic trip. And then we went up to just uh, 45 minutes uh, drive from this area, but it's really on the other side of the mountain range of Red Rock Canyon is Mount Charleston. So you gain about, ooh, 
you go from, I think, 2,000 feet at sea level, I think, to... It, well, no, you, you go from about 2,700 feet to 8,000. Yeah, so you gain some elevation. Um, and and uh, that's the trailheads up there. Like, the summit's almost 12,000 on that mountain. Yeah. So we, we went from 100 degree temperatures down in the desert to hiking in the snow. We did. We did, because it was just getting too hot. Yeah, so then uh, when you go up that... Uh, to that elevation in Mount Charleston, it was back to the 17s, 15s in Celsius. Yeah. So it was But super. sunny, so it was comfortable. It was perfect climbing yeah. weather. And great hiking there as well. So we went to some of the crags where, you know, I think Adamandra and others have climbed and they've put up routes, right? Mm, no? Uh, Who would put up those John, routes? Jonathan Segrist. Gotcha. You know, like haunch American dude, not some yeah. Slovak wonder boy. Yeah. Uh, but either way. You've still got more climbing. I almost said learn. rest in peace. <laughs> <It's not terrible. laughs> that was a Brad Gobright. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So it, anyways, the, it, the, it basically climbing is dangerous. So t- always put a knot in the end of your ropes, please, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that, that trip, I, I just love the U.S. Southwest. Like, you know, I could be on the tourist board, whether it's Utah or Nevada oh, yeah. or Arizona. It's gorgeous. The, the peak of summer sucks. <laughs> So up here in the summer, in the woods, what we run into is getting eaten alive. Mm. It's like hot and muggy, right? Down there, the bugs aren't as bad. But like 40 Celsius is like a thing. Mm-hmm. And you literally um, dry. Yeah, pe- people were pretty much closing down the season for hiking and climbing and all that stuff like yeah come the summer they all leave so it's a great place to definitely go in the shoulder season spring and fall yeah again. yeah which we're going back again this year but a month earlier we're well, we were in may last year we're going really? april this year yeah so at the beginning of april yeah 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 so i'm really excited no, actually we were there because we went was it june no, no no this this last year we went at the end of april okay so we're going at the beginning of april, april yeah yeah so it'll be really cool. And this year we're going to go backpacking and climbing. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah. And then we went to the Adirondacks a few times. Um, we just did our fall trip backpacking. Um, half the time was climbing, half the time backpacking. And mm-hmm. I planned it. So that was a first for me with you. Um, yeah. Because in case people, you know, haven't figured out, basically I'm kind of like a, I'll come up with everything kind of guy. And so the last trip, Catherine planned it all. Yeah. Um both what we were going to do climbing, what our route was backpacking. Yeah. Uh, and basically it was good. It was. And you were surprised that I wanted to do Chap Upon Slab, this 850-foot slab climb rated 5.6. Yeah. Yeah. But that's only because of the first time you did it earlier <laughs> in the year. Yeah. You said, oh, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, yeah. I was cursing your name the whole time. I'm yeah. like, you know. Yeah, because you had recommended my kids uh, this would be a great climb for them to do. And I was Yeah, just they'd like, do it easier than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would not. Oh, yeah. They'd, they'd be crying. No, they'd be so relaxed. No, Hudson they'd would en- be freaking out. They'd enjoy like picnicking up on a ledge, no, overlooking no, the valley. I, I guarantee you they would not. Guarantee it. They've not even done more than 70 feet. I have more if. faith in your children than you do. <laughs> and the great thing is, is with kids, because I lead everything, Yeah, is that if they have a problem, I just drag you'd, them up. You'd scar them for life with that no that's where growth comes from oh i don't think so you know no that's why you have soft children i have soft children i do not they've been backpacking since they were three and a half and four but they're still soft yeah no you know (laughs) you're saying you know what we should bring out that meme (laughs) 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 i tell you we can find uh yeah there's a meme with that cat that white cat and and there's like the angry yelling housewife yeah 
And so what is she saying? You said this was an easy hike. Easy hike. And you're like. And the cat's like, yeah, but did you die? (laughs) Exactly. That's pretty much my approach to uh, (laughs) our relationship. Although I don't freak out like that. I'm usually just not happy. But I get through it. But see, that's the thing. That's why I continue to do trips with you. Uh, it's sort of a nice balance yeah you've you've mellowed me a little bit have i yeah uh, and i've raised your game yeah right you're welcome (laughs) Uh, so uh what else did you enjoy what else uh what other adventures did we do well it was fun we went to the beaver valley climbing festival this year yeah that was my first yeah um so that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. uh and climbed at the swamp and then that whole week, area is so beautiful. It's the a, most beautiful for me, uh, Ontario crack climb that I've ever been on. Yeah. Um, and then the week later, we went back again. <laughs> yeah, we took my kids. Yeah. And we did one climb after a 45 minute hike in. That's it? Yeah. Oh, we did. Remember Amanda was going, like taking it basically, I think it was her. Oh, I have a tummy ache. And then you're being a good mom. Okay, we go. And then like partway out, she's like, yeah, can we go swimming and stuff? Because I'm, it's like, I thought you had a tummy ache. Oh, yeah. Right? We're leaving because you have a tummy ache. It was a bit of a hike in. I don't know why that happened. Maybe we started too late in the day. So, yeah, that's No, but we still went swimming afterwards. (sighs) No, she just manipulated us. Yeah. And that was such a cool place even just to hike around. And the climbs were awesome. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's like a, it has all these crevasses and there's some great cave climbing, which uh, not cave uh, exploring that we still, I haven't done. I know you've probably done that in the past. And no, that's at Metcalf, the caves. Is it? They have caves at this one too, aren't, don't they? Uh, not I, the same. Gotcha. So Metcalf is really beautiful. Yeah. They both are great, great crags. And yeah. so Gus uh, and his crew uh, developed the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's shout out to him again. And then we took the kids um, out to New York. Uh, we went um, to Rock, Rock City, yeah, um, which is a great little spot. Uh, and then we went to Pennsylvania Allegheny National Park. Forest. Forest, thank you. Went on the Morrison uh, Trail. It's super easy, all downhill and then uphill again. But yeah, that was when Amanda, as we're by the, the creek and the waterfall, she just looked back at me. There's all this moss covered rock and it's just like very picture fairy tale forests. You know, there should be like pixie dust in the air and stuff. And she just looked at me and said, I believe pixie dust actually is technically cocaine. (laughs) Okay. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. But she uh, looked at me and said Keep your kids away from pixie dust people. (laughs) Yeah, she she was in complete awe. And I'm like, Yes. And then Hudson, he was like so happy. He loved it. Yeah, it was the guys. The guys were up ahead. <laughs> he was yeah. a trooper. And then we took them out to Queen Elizabeth Wildland as well um, in Ontario, east of Aurelia. That was fun. That one, that one was neat because you know after the kids had gone to bed, we were sitting out on the like the peninsula of rock that goes out into the lake, mm-hmm. Sheldon Lake. And you know you're looking up at the stars. It's nice and relaxing. And then. You swear it was fucking apocalypse now. Do, 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 yeah. And the search and rescue helicopter. It's like we have our headlamps off so we can look at the stars. And it was like this just big ass chopper with like search lights and flashing lights just comes like zooming in mm-hmm. and starts doing like a search pattern. Like they're circling. Yeah. Like they're trying to find something. Yeah. Um, <coughs> turns out the, we didn't find this out for a couple of days. 
because it had dropped sort of in one of the bays it had dropped down below the tree level so we couldn't see it and then came up and then took off Mm -hmm. you know after about 45 minutes um turned out somebody had called for uh some unknown medical issue and uh even though it's like an only 5K hike in, it's not the kind of place you can get in easily. No, it's not. It's a little bit technical. We had to cross uh, three beaver dams and then go down uh, maybe a 15, 20 foot uh, climb. Kind of, yeah, steep so, bit of rocky bit. Scramble. Yeah, yeah, close to the beaver dam. So yeah, and it's actually really cool because um, we are hoping to uh, connect with a, a real life um paramedic who does search and rescue in helicopters um yeah. in the um backcountry and so he lives in cambridge and yeah well hopefully we'll have him up on the episode at some point to uh talk about what not to do yeah, yeah the common what not to do you'd be surprised yeah so 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 that's kind of what we've done this year and then you know obviously regular little weekend hikes going to the local crags you know working out training a ton We've yeah. really stepped it up because we have a, should we tell them about our, like our, our it's not a New Year's resolution because no, we started well beforehand. No, but it's our project. Yeah. Personal well, project. Because well, <laughs> it, it, it all comes down, we're, we're going down, uh, going to be climbing at Red Rocks again. Yeah. Uh, in April. Well, the reality comes in, the lighter you are, the better you will climb. Especially like if you, if you got some extra on you like I do. So, so we're both. Like, I think, what is your target? Like 30 pounds? Uh, 30, 35 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And mine's like 45. Yeah. Because it's one of those. It's reasonable. It, it worked out to, but yeah. for me about a pound and a half a week, although yeah. I'm going in the other direction. It's not good. Because I lost four pounds and I'm, uh, I'm, I've gained four, four pounds. So you've lost no pounds. Sorry, I've, I've lost two pounds or three pounds and I've gained like five. Oh, so you're going negative. Yeah. Or positive. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I got to figure that out. It's just I'm back on track. Being consistent. So that's that's something we're working on. But we're being more diligent. I like the program that we're on. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweaked my knee recently, which is pain in friggin' ass. So I'm having to um, try all these uh, different roundabout ways to still work on my glute medius and... We're getting all these uh, occlusion bands and all these toys to help us with my training so I don't have to do the full weight but still get the same effect, yeah. if that makes any sense. So anyways. Yeah, because basically for uh, those who, who've never heard of this, um, blood flow restriction training is really kind of a wild thing. Like it works for the arms and the legs. So you there's bands you'll put on either your upper arm or your upper thigh and cinch it down to a prescribed tension, and it actually restricts blood flow. You can get a really good training benefit out of it, but with really light weights, because your body's not getting as much as much oxygen to the muscles, so it gets these growth stimulus signals um, that you wouldn't. You need much heavier weights to get. So when you're dealing with an injury, it's a way to get a training stimulus with a very light weight, not lose the muscle while the joint's healing. And also, you know, if you do the arm ones, like you, you can get like a super veiny pump and look all jacked. Yeah, you know what? It's almost worthwhile me writing an article. You know, the alternate ways to, you know, work strengthen your lower body um, when you have knee issues. Because I think a lot of people do. Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, including working with um, deep t- tissue massage because a lot of the problem I'm having is a lot of tight muscles mm-hmm. that's causing the knee pain. It's torquing the knee in the wrong direction. For example, so there's some interesting things going on that I think 
people might be interested in. Anyway, I hope that we'll this winter do some more some mountaineering, some winter camping. Um, as far as taking kids out, we are going to um, the Gatnos for the Christmas holidays, which happened already. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that's coming up. By the time this comes out, it will have already happened. Yeah. And so the idea there is that they're not ready to go winter camping yet, but we're staying in Airbnb. But the idea is that we'll be snowshoeing all day uh, or as much as possible. And like last year, there was no snow where we went. It, we're in an area close to Ottawa that we can still enjoy the city or the museums and whatnot yeah. if we need to break it up. But that's some ideas that if you were want to take your kids or your family and do a bit of both. Um, look for destinations that have a bit of tourism, but nearby it's got the wilderness. So yeah, and then late spring we'll hit the Dax again. Yes, uh, and that always just depends how much snow they have. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd like to hit the, you know like maybe February, um, go down for a weekend. You know, or like um, the red, yeah, that basically down in Kentucky. That'd be cool to get down to. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you want to do in February in the Dax? Like, what specifically? I'll climb a mountain. Yeah. yeah. Which one? Any but one in that you're thinking of? Uh, we'll go up Gothics. Holy shit! Really? <laughs> Why not? You, you're right. gonna You're gonna need. You got crampons. So you're gonna need an ice axe now. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah. now my fear will be of me like sliding off the side of a mountain. Uh, that too, but um, stabbing myself <laughs> with an ice axe as I fall down the mountain because I don't use it right. Well, that's why we'll that's practice kind of on toboggan hills. Yeah, totally. Self-arrest on yeah, toboggan hills. Yeah, but then I could hurt my knee. Oh, well, you, you, I know I'm going wah, wah, wah. If you go outside, you can hurt your knee. No, but... But what? Yeah. You're the one that said you wanted to do mountains. I do, I do, but I do. You don't but gothics th- freaks the shit out of me because I keep thinking of that wire. Uh, because it's got that slide, right? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously going up in the winter is going to be way easier than the summer. Mm. that's an avalanche area mm. yeah like that's how you have that slide <laughs> and you want to go up that well there's more than one way up the damn mountain uh, not right? where the slide is right um it depends what the conditions are like if there's a big sheet of ice over that then you can just walk right up it no right because no. it's too steep for snow to build no, up i don't want to do that that sounds too risky uh-uh well then, then you know, just <laughs> sit in your padded living room. <laughs> oh fuck off! <laughs> no, but seriously, no, no, that's a little bit much. Oh, okay. Let, let's let's do another mountain that doesn't have like a an ex, uh, uh, well, that doesn't have evidence about, of avalanches happening here. <laughs> well, no, but it, it, the reason why there's no, it's too steep for there to be avalanches because snow can't build up on it. Oh, I thought there, that was an avalanche path. No, no, you're suggesting like, to go up. That's it. why there's no dirt on it. Oh, okay. Dirt won't stick. It's too steep. No, I thought it was okay. You know, now if we went up the Gothic slide, which is where that's what rock... I'm talking about, the Gothic slide. That's what I thought you want to go up. No, because that's not the slide. Oh, okay. The slide is the exposed like side of the mountain that doesn't have a trail on it that you rock climb up. Mm. That's an avalanche risk. Like, where's that picture taken with you and and, and uh, Kaylee? That's just on the trail. Where she's got that wire. Yeah. And that's what you want to go up. Well, I don't know, because mm. you can go up the other side too. We okay. didn't go up that way. All right, there's different ways. We'll see. Yeah, more okay. than one way to skin a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should bring Sarah with us. I feel more comfortable with her. <laughs> and you're like, what? Which Sarah? <laughs> Sarah Duma. <laughs> what she? You scare the shit out of me sometimes. You do. Um. Well, that's. Uh, 
oh, yeah, your kids can go do Chapel Pond's lab. No problem. <laughs> and then you're doing it like, holy fuck. What? I'm doing it and going, holy fuck? No, but you're having us do it. And yeah. I'm like, that's not true. Like, a kid's not going to love this. Well, I didn't say they would love it. I said they could do it. <laughs> He's so scared that it was one of those learning moments. Yeah, everything yeah. is a learning moment. Uh, uh, Listen, I'm the one leading all of it. I'm the one taking the actual risks, right? Like, basically, uh, you, you, your uh, level of fear is not proportional to your risk, right? Because if you fall, what happens? Yeah, I hang in there. Right. Yeah. So what, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Like, the only reason to be all no, freaked out is if you don't I know, think I can make I know, a good anchor. I know, I know, I know. You yeah. don't know, because you, if, if you did know, then I know, you... I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just scary. Yeah, well, that's what... But uh, don't, don't you, like, you know, follow any of those Instagrams that tell you, you know, girl power, and you should do something <laughs> that scares yourself every day. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. There we go. Um, yeah, so these are some of the things that we're going to be working on for this year. Guests as they come up will will obviously basically be sort of setting up interviews and and it'd be kind of neat like one of the things I'm hoping to do is like certain people uh, like I'd love to have Gus on again mm-hmm. um, I know we just had him on right <laughs> but having somebody who uh, even if it's just an excuse to go climb at his garage you know but he's an interesting character he as is. far as the climbing scene goes he is obviously you know maybe when we go down to Vegas this year we can talk to Cody again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, there sort of the the there'll be like people who you know we're just friends with. So, well, you know. even David Lee would be really interesting as he's growing in his yeah. adventures, right? And he's getting to more. At least he's um, sharing his photography with people. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then yeah. it's then it's one of those. things I'd love to just, meet with some people in the Dax. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to get like a forest ranger to talk about. You mean for the podcast? Yeah, I would. Yeah, because uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, because like when we were down last, because um, I listened to a podcast called Foot Stuff, mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of guys in the Adirondacks, um, and then you'd reached out to them mm-hmm. uh, to be, you know, say, hey, we're going to be down. You interested? Some, we'll bring some beer. Yeah. Some moles. <laughs> <Hey>. and, <laughs> uh, and, and so it was the thing. We didn't hear back from them. That's cool. And then we're... We're in Old Mountain Coffee, like in Keene Valley, getting, you know, a coffee. And the guy who's making my coffee, it's like, are you on Footstuff Podcast? He's like, yes. It's, it's like, yeah. It's like, oh, I really like your show, man. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny because, you know, I'm probably a bit of a dick. But it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got a podcast too. Like, we reached out, but, you know, we just didn't hear anything back. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I saw the email. It's yeah. really hard to get all four of us together. Yeah. Like, you know, da, da. it's like, yeah, no worries, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we were uh, out actually in the, like... Trail. Yeah, hiking down, you know, Avalanche Pass. Mm-hmm. One of the other guys is one of the caretakers in there. So that's, that's right, like yeah. his job. He hikes into the backcountry and looks yeah. after the trails. And, mm-hmm. the, and he's you know. chatting up with us to make sure we're prepared. Yeah, you know, the weather, his job. Because three days later, it snowed. Yeah. yeah, so the weather's changing. Um, And then it's like, he is like, okay, cool. So you guys have a good trip. And then he starts walking. And it's like, hey, wait hey. a sec. <laughs> Are you on Footstuff Podcast? <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, yeah. We should get a t-shirt that says, <laughs> are you on Footstuff Podcast? 
Footstop podcast. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a small world. Mm-hmm. So it's very funny to, uh, yeah. uh, you know. I'm hoping, like my my thing, my dream is that we'll get to a point that wherever we want to go, we'll meet people who, you know, maybe listen to us or follow us and that we can just hang out with them. Just not the crazies, but. <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> now all of a sudden they're, they're going to start inviting us. and Yeah. yeah. Blood sacrifices and everything. <laughs> No, um, but I think that's cool. That's well, what I love is the community. And yeah, and and well, one of the one of the neat things with it too is that it, podcasts and like you know online communities have become a lot of people's tribe. Like you go to work, and you know, depending on where you work, mm-hmm. there might be nobody there that gets any shit that you do. That's true, right? Like I'm I work in the outdoor business, so I deal with people. Like I work with people that are into this shit all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just my peeps. Um, but you know, you depending on what what field you work in, if this is stuff you love, finding people that love it too mm-hmm. sometimes can be difficult. And that that's one of the cool things. It's what I love about the climbing community. Unlike backpacking, climbers have a lot more hang around time. Mm-hmm. Right? You it's tend true. to camp in the same areas. Yeah. Uh, you're hanging around. It's not like if you're hiking, you just go. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's never a point where you congregate. But if you're out cragging, you're all hanging around the bottom of the cliff all day. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yeah, you're moving back and forth along the bottom, Lots picking different routes. Yeah. Um, but but there is, there's much more of like a social kind of hangout scene to well, it. Especially at the campsites. Yeah. And yeah. and then the fact that like if you climb with people, there's much more of a bond because you, you're, you're sharing the risk together. Totally. Um, and, you know, there's something that definitely comes like whoever your climbing partner is. Mm-hmm. Um, because you literally have each other's lives in your hands, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's a connection that comes there that's sort of different than just hiking Except with when you somebody. Put your hands on your hips, like I, <laughs> and take your hand off your belay rope, uh, all the all the things that you know you're not supposed to do. That's why I gave you a device that <laughs> is assisted braking, in case you just decide I'm not going to do my job no more. Um, yeah, yeah just so. just let me explain that. <laughs> we were at Kelso. Yep. And you're on the easy five one five two. Yeah, because I was teaching some people how to lead climb, right? And, so and place trad gear. You got to the basically to a ledge where you start, and all of a sudden you guys were like fucking around, and, and it was it was no more climbing, and I got super relaxed waiting. No, no. See, do you 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 know why I was standing around there? I can't remember why exactly. Because um, my number three cam, uh, <laughs> somebody named Catherine got jammed in the raw. That was not my fault. You know? Huh? Uh, and so Spencer and I were like jumping up and down and whacking <laughs> with rocks trying to get. So if anybody wants like an old number three, um, like Black Diamond Go Camelot, at it. Uh, the top of the, like, the pillar at the uh, corner route at Kelso. At the beginning of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there <laughs> for the taking forever. If you can, <laughs> hey, I it's 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 good pro. It ain't coming out. <laughs> so so we had to buy ourselves a new number three. Yes. Uh, you know so so I'm gonna put it off to the future to teach Catherine how to place trad gear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to grab everybody a, learn trying to jam a blue one right next to where there hey, was a yellow one. You know what? It's not a straightforward thing. Therefore, you know, get, this is why, you know, Stephen was so great mm-hmm. at, um, on the rocks, like, you know, super patient and going through the steps. So, yeah. Yeah. So you learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and then you know hopefully this year is another year of learning so uh <laughs> it'll be uh cool to see uh how this year plays out as far as how much we accomplish mm-hmm. comparison to the first year you yeah. know when you're just measuring or benchmarking yourself so yeah that'll be uh something to marvel at a year later so are you are you happy with what we accomplished the first year oh fuck yeah i was friended by kathy carlo oh that's true <laughs> Another another big outdoors podcast. Yeah, yeah, for the love of climbing. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. We sure plug in a lot of podcasts, aren't we? We are, but that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's you know, a community. It's, it's about exactly and, and see that's, see that's the thing because we have a podcast. We're part of that community. We are. <laughs> we can and, go and, to you know, we can go to the podcast conventions now. I that would be very cool. I don't know if there's such a thing. Yeah, yeah, there should be. <laughs> but uh, in all honesty, whenever I hear people are passionate about something, I'm always like, uh, you should. Uh, youtube channel podcast let me know if you want to learn how because it's really easy Mm -hmm. it's not that hard i learned a lot of you know social media skills um but even with the editing and the technical side and and moving that forward now with maybe the youtube channel Mm -hmm. doing more how to's but even recording our podcasts live would be pretty cool yeah like it so we'll see see that's the thing that's where articles oh we're gonna do uh for our adventure blog we're gonna put in more trip logs now yeah Um. yeah Map and all guides the, of areas. Yes. Because that's what I'm working on right now. I'm working on an Adirondack High Peaks backpacking guide. Yeah. And then we'll do a climbing guide. Oh, totally. And, th- and then we'll do um, a hiking guide. <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah. you know, uh, for somebody else, I just wrote a, a, a season's guide for Zion National Park. Cool. Yeah. And then, and so, but it, it's a case where we've got like years of different adventures. Mm-hmm. So it's digging through and finding the pictures and telling the stories. Yeah. I'd like and to do more video of our trips too. Kind of like what you see other people do. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. It's like so much work. It's, it is a lot of work. Like all of it's work. Yeah, right? it is. So <laughs> I think the key is that once you get into a groove where you've cut down on the time of editing and, yeah. you know, then you can, it gives you free time to do more of others. Yeah. Other items. Yeah, and that, that's sort of... we the, work, you know? Yeah. And that, w- w- that's one of the things that, that is so cool with this, though, is that we're, you know, making videos, and they can be as good or as shitty as, you know, whatever we can pull off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're writing stories. We're creating websites. We're doing, you know, engaging in social media and learning yeah. how to make use of hashtags and, you know, even what time of day to post, even the promotion, there's it's an it's a bit of an art. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then the podcast. Like one of the things that I'm really proud of is that right from the beginning, people said it sounded good. Yes. Um, and even like and you know I'm not a musician by any means, mm-hmm. but even like that that intro. Yes. Like we created that. We did. It was cool. You know. Yeah. Just taking fucking sounds off the internet. And but funny enough, like your headsets um, don't work. Like we've gone back to the you know the old school microphones. Yeah. Because of the quality of the sound. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Now we we I really dig the headsets because we kind of could look like you know Britney Spears and Garth Brooks. But, <laughs> uh, See, I thought it would have been cool to you know take it with us while we're rock climbing, and then we get on a ledge and we can pull out the podcast and start doing a live recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to do that. We'll see. Yeah. Probably get pick up a lot of wind though. Unless, yeah. unless you, you're really that good, you can just take a mic and <laughs> have, have the wire, the cord all wound up tightly against your belt, and next you know, know clip to your harness and yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be funny, actually. Yeah, that, <laughs> we well, should take a photo. <laughs> that that's one of the things that that a lot of people don't get about the outdoors, like any kind of like 
because studios like they're created to not have any background sound mm-hmm. whereas outdoors all it is is background sound which could be really cool you know but when it's windy it doesn't is, work <sighs> yeah <laughs> that yeah. doesn't sound good yeah yeah do you think we'll get into portalage this year um probably not maybe no well, we don't have any plans for any big wall climbs. Yeah. So if you want to rent a portal ledge and like put it six feet off the ground just to sit there. Just for fun. We could do that. But um I guess shivers up my spine. Not at six feet. No. Obviously we do it higher, but But so. but the, the the whole multi day big pit or big wall climbing is a whole thing like you've got to get to the point where you're also You gotta have some skills. Yeah. You know I and, gotta have some skills. Yeah. Like, I've done it before. I know. Uh, you know, I'm not claiming any greatness, but, you know, it comes into a thing where, where, because now you're managing hauling all your gear. Yeah, and, and not losing it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's all the systems of I climb, then you release the haul bag. You know, once I get all the anchors set up, you are jugging the line and cleaning. Wow, there's a lot of logistics. I'm hauling, then I'm docking the bag. Yeah, you yep. know, da 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 da. You know, don't lose your rope, or not that you would, but no, but it, but it's yeah. that kind of thing where like there's all of these, just keeping your belays organized. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's more than just sort of normal multi pitch climbing. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Um, you know, and that it's cool. That would blow my mind. Yeah, but but it's it's a different beast. Yeah. Um, and then of course setting up camp at 500 feet off the ground mm-hmm. and sleeping restfully peacefully <laughs> you know and then cook in there and <laughs> oh yeah and then imagine getting like stranded for a couple of days because a rainstorm comes in Fuck. right you get your little tent over your portal ledge <sighs> yeah yeah and the whole thing just buffets around and you're like you're God. you're sleeping in your harness and then the, probably then, cold and wet if it if anything gets in. And and then and then of course the thing of like when you got to take a dump. Oh my god! You're dumping into a wag bag with yeah. your ass hanging off the porta ledge. Getting frostbite or well, yeah. you're not yeah, going to climb I, it I that know. cold. But I know. but and then then you've got to put it in your poop tube. Yeah. So literally on the outside of your haul oh. bag, you'll have like a PVC pipe that you've capped. Yeah. That then all of your wag bags go in. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you got to manage your poop, right? Yeah. So these are all the logistics of big wall climbing. So yeah, student at six feet off the ground is probably a, a way to start. You know, it's like, look, to- you've had a portal edge experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Cool. So these are, the, but if you, if you, because I, I, I both love and loathe big wall climbing. Yes. Um, but if you want to get into it, we'll give it a, you know, a couple of years of growing into it because yeah. there's all these different other skills to build. Yeah, totally. We have ascenders. I know. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're almost there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> like Buttress and Zion. Oh God! You know, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna need a more pro too. Yeah. So more excuses to buy more gear. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be one of our far off goals. Okay. Yeah. That you know. I need to put this on paper. You brought it up. so i think i think this is a good place to wrap up this episode so anybody who's been you know whether you're a new listener you've been listening since the beginning um truly i want to thank everybody yeah um like basically people who who listen to what we're doing and and hopefully if they keep listening like what we're doing Mm -hmm. um is the only thing that separates us from being the crazy people that just uh 
you know, kind of yell off into the into the night. Is that actually having people that listen and that, that you connect with? Um, and so I, I just want to say thank you. Likewise, uh, yeah. And feel free to reach out to us if there's stuff you want to know about or you'd love to us to do an episode on, mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, you know, we're always open to ideas. Totally. And uh, here's to another year. Cheers. Where's our drink? Ah! Okay, coffee. (laughs) Cheers. And uh, until next time. I'm Catherine. I'm Winston. Work hard. Play dirty.